Welcome to the Inkspire podcast from Tharstern, the show that helps you turn your printing company into a bionic business. Here is your host, Ross Edwards. Hello, and thanks for joining me on the Inkspire podcast, where each week we cover at least one of the three strategies that will help you build a bionic business, technology, culture, and process. Each episode, I'm joined by a different guest to chat about their experience and insight into being bionic and leading the way in the ever-changing industry of print. Today, I'm really pleased to be joined by uh, two people. I'm joined by, first of all, Mark Jameson, who's one of our solution specialists here at Tharston. Hi, Mark. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Ross. How are you? Yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks for, for coming on. And also uh, pleased to be joined by Anthony Petrucini from Bennett's Graphics, uh, who's the Director of Technology. Anthony, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, Ross, for having me. Great to have you here. So why have we brought everyone together today? Well, we wanted to talk about integration and um, and we know that that's a, a, a hot topic for, for, for yourself and for Bennett Graphics, Anthony, but in the past, we've done podcasts where we talked about the principles of integration and things to consider and things, uh, talking to some of our integration specialists and other customers as well. But it's always really interesting to actually talk to print businesses out there in the real world in terms of, you know, what is integration? What does that mean to you? What are you doing and how are you doing it? So, yeah, really excited to, to talk about that because I know that the people who listen to the podcast get a lot of value out of getting some real examples and, and insight into, into what integration is about for a, for a print business. So, great place to start, Anthony, maybe is at the beginning. Perhaps you could tell us a, a little bit about Bennett Graphics and, and also about yourself and your role and how did you get to, to where you are now? So uh, I work at uh, Bennett Graphics. It's a print company based out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, family owned. I believe they've been in business uh, at least over 40 years. Um, I joined the team about, uh, it's coming up about a year ago. I came on as a uh, uh, automation programmer and um, that is uh, that role has since developed into uh, director of technology. My background is uh, a little unique in, in the sense that my, I, I haven't always been a developer. Um, that has come on in probably the last eight, eight to 10 years. My first job in printing was uh, actually operating a bundle, a paper bundler in, uh, in Bindery and worked my way through Bindery um, into digital printing, mailing. Uh, I managed digital printing for some time. And then, uh, like I said, about eight years ago, I was offered the opportunity to get into, into the technology side. Yeah. Like discussed it. it was a little intimidating, but uh, ended up finding one that I loved it. Uh, it's, a, yeah. it's a great career path. Uh, at least it was for me. And uh, I ended up being pretty, pretty good at it. So sure. that's where I'm at. Good, yeah, it's, uh, and it's, I mean, it's always that thing into being presented that changing direction and stuff, but you, you must have shown a bit of a, an interest in technology a little bit beforehand of that, did you? Or what, what was it that kind of made you get approached, do you think? When I switched into the digital printing side of it and got into, um, I developed an affinity, it sounds weird, for HP and the Indigo. I, they, they were always developing and pushing the gamut of what can be done from digital printing so i was always interested in, the, in that kind of stuff and as a kid i always loved computers and electronics and stuff like that it just seemed only natural then to mm. have evolved into this this kind of role so it worked out pretty good cool good good and this is i mean it's 
really interesting as well that a, a printing organisation has a, a director of technology, you know, somebody who, who's your role is, is to, to focus on. Uh, I know, Mark, it's something we've we talked about before, isn't it, with customers, as a, that importance of thinking about not just having, having a, a print operator or... That's right. Yeah. So we touched on it. Uh, well, we, we talk about it all the time. And, and actually, you know, it, some people would consider it to be pioneering to be in, employing, you know, developers or coders uh, in the printing sector. But perhaps that shouldn't be the case. Perhaps it should be a more of a norm. And, and certainly Bennett's are reaping the, the, the benefits of, of having that skill set in-house. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's when you think about it, Anthony, it's, it's a little bit like you're like, your role is to is to get the best out of the technology that you've got or find the best technology to help you do what you want, which in some ways is no difference to a, a HR manager or a sales director or a you know production director. You know, like production directors trying to get the best out of their equipment and their operators, the sales directors trying to get the best out of their team and stuff. It, it, you, but you're kind of taking that spin of treating technology as if they're members of your team almost and, and your role is to kind of like right well how do, how do I get the best out of this yeah. absolutely it, it's to go with, with all the services out there today there's so many and and uh everything's becoming very specialized you have you know your some of the the better um CRMs, I mean, names like Salesforce, you know, you, you need to be able to integrate with some of these best in class products. And if you don't have somebody on staff or a, a resource available to you to to make those integrations happen, it's very difficult to to uh, move forward, I, I would say, in, in the printing industry. Yeah. And I think as well, it's like, so do you find there's never any one system out there that kind of does everything that you want it to do, you know, for, for your entire business. And so you, you can either go down the track of trying to find that solution that, that does everything, but there's always parts of the business that then have to make a compromise um, or it just doesn't quite fit their needs. And, you know, a CRM could be an example there. You know, some MISs have, have a CRM in them, but sure. You know, there's other MIS systems out there that are re that's really what they do and really focusing on the marketing needs, you know, the needs of a marketing team, the needs of a sales team. And so I guess it's kind of like it, you can either make the compromise and hop along with part of a, an existing system or you can think, well, instead, let's get something that serves the needs of that part of the business. Then we've got the other technology for the other part of the business and, and then it, so it's more important to be able to then glue it together isn't it correct yeah what i would say is um you touched on it perfectly is every piece to me or, or every i guess you could say provider tech, they have a core competency like yeah. we, we i brought up salesforce their core yeah. competency is a crm yeah. uh, mondays is a you know project management now they all bolt yeah. on all these other things they can do but they're they're what they're really good at is you know typically one thing um mm. they may be sufficient at others but i mean to be honest starstern is a great mis system that's what its core competency is i know you guys have uh fulfillment you guys have crms but the yeah. core competency is is an mis system so being what i like to do is approach it from a perspective of what are the best in class what's the best crm out there what's the best mis system out there what's uh, the best OMS, uh, WMS system out there, and then be able to bring them all together 
through integration yeah. and provide the company with the, the best in class in all areas. Yeah. So I get. So I guess that uh, Anthony, from uh, from my perspective, that means that you've got to have great partnerships with with all these vendors. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's being you know being abreast of what's going on. You know, you you could have one service that's you know really good. Uh, for two or three years, and then somebody comes along, and they're they're doing something you know much much more advanced, and you got to have that ability to pivot too, you know. Uh, yeah. Be able to look and say this this is the new up and coming thing, and we're gonna, we're going to pivot, and having that ability in house again to do that is is very powerful. Yeah. So constantly keeping your ear to the ground, then, and, and being aware of, oh. of of what new technology is becoming available, what new new solutions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I suppose as, a, as an MIS provider ourselves, Ross, we, we know that we're, we're doing exactly the same thing that Anthony's mm -hmm. doing for his for his business. We know we're always looking for those opportunities, you know, for the latest thing. What's the latest thing? You know, is it is it carbon quotas and and environmental kind of elements? You know, that we're that we're working hard to integrate to, or, or is it something else like a CRM system or a, or a web to print system? So we're doing yeah. exactly the same thing, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know our. our our CEO has always had that vision of, of integration has to be key and, and not to delude ourselves that we can be an all-encompassing solution for every part of, of a business. But we, what we can do is help glue everything together um, and kind of become the, the conduit for everything, if you will. And I think because you need that, that, that integral part. So I'd be really keen to hear, Anthony, what, what sort of things have you done when we talk about integration? What does that mean for Bennett? What do you think integration means? Oh, well, I think it's the ability to make systems talk to each other, basically, yeah. is is what it is in its simplest form. Um, and, and you talked about the, the companies. I just want to mention is some of the, the greatest thing I think um, some of these technology partners can offer is is an API. And that mm. to me is that's the first question I ask of anything is how how is your API because I've gotten to the point where I feel if if you have a fantastic API and it's open there's you're really not much you can't do and then you have multiple systems that have that it's just the perfect storm I guess you would say um, so being able to provide a, a great API is is paramount um, mm. things we've done we've. I know you guys know we've recently had a customer. We came across a lot of orders a day. Estimates needed to be created. It was it was a tasking process, and we we actually utilized the uh, the API in Tharstern to to make that an automated process. So how it works is we're connected through an integration to our customer. They submit their orders via a JDF file. We take that JDF file, uh, parse it to something. Tharstern can can ingest. We push that into Tharstern, get our estimate created. Uh, out of there, gets our estimate number. We create a job from that, and uh, we spin off a job ticket through uh, through Tharstern and send it off in uh, in a notification to all parties involved, and away the job goes, touchless, right into production. So that's uh, one of the things you could. I mean, I've integrated into into products like Microsoft Teams, Slack, just notification process. That's a great you know, yeah. way to keep things going. We've done integrations with Twilio, you know, text messages, SMS, that, that's a huge thing. Um, I'm actually playing around with an integration with Alexa. So I thought it would be, uh, it's um, 
what's so it's gimmicky, but it's cool. I think it's good. It'd be neat to have your customers. Hey, where's uh, where's uh, my print job? And have Alexa tell you, oh, it's uh, it's in Bindery, or it's it's just left the building. It's you know. So yeah, played it around. Pretty cool though, doesn't it? You know, it's, 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 uh, I mean, my son for every day he comes home and he's asking, "Alexa, what? Tell me what my notifications are." <laughs> but it, it, yeah. and it's something that people become quite kind of like they like the coolness of being able to do that, and that that does sound like a, a neat Alexa-friendly kind of application. Yeah. Um, and it's it's got a cool factor to it, but uh, I don't know. That's the kind of things I like to think of when yeah, you know, yeah. You say, you know, you say the gimmicky, but they are the sort of things that do appeal to people because everyone has that buzzword of everyone knows what Amazon Alexa is and it, it's that comfort of, well, 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 what you can communicate with Amazon Alexa. That's brilliant. I think it um, shows the range of things that can be done as well. I mean, where can you draw the line? Where do you need to draw the line? Do you need to draw the line? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an open question, really, I guess. I was speaking with a gentleman uh one of these events and we were talking about integration and stuff like that. And uh it's it's really gotten to the point for me at least. I haven't I've got to the point where when you're asked, can you do this? It's usually I, I put it this way, I've yet to say no. Mm-hmm. Um you're you're really limited by your imagination of what you yeah. what's possible. You really are. I, think I do often, think what's what's invaluable though is in your case, Anthony, is your is your experience, you know, sort of starting in print and actually working your way through all those departments, actually understanding the process, I'm I'm sure gives you a great advantage over just a normal developer, you know, a coder that's somebody that can come in and do this code because you understand the process, I guess, as well. Oh, it, it has been invaluable to me. And I will be the first to say going through that time, it's where, you know, being in binary, being in mailing, being in all these departments, you know, it's like, uh, what am I doing? It just wasn't my kind of thing. But now, you know, being where I'm at today, looking back, I'm I'm very grateful for that time I spent in all those departments because it's just given me that perspective to look out and know, you know, this is this is how you want to do it because this is how it's going to affect every other thing. Yeah, and I mean the theme I'm picking up on here as well, Anthony, is that like it sounds like all of the things that you that Bennett's have done, like integration projects, have, have been the forefront of that is, is customer experience. So, it's so you know, you, you, yes, you are streamlining things internally and, and, and that first example you gave of kind of like, you know, customers creating their own estimates and that's, that's talking to Tharson through the, 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 the API, which we're always um, guilty of acronyms, aren't we, for, for yeah. in, in, in software. But so an API, for those who don't, is an application programming interface. Um, is what it stands for, which is basically it's a, it's like an intermediary um, software that allows you to call upon certain services and functions of the of the MIS as an example, or if it was a CRM of the, of the CRM. So it's like a, it's it's a, a way of communicating with different softwares. But yeah, that example there, where it's like you know you're allowing your customers to self serve. Um, which takes the burden off your own staff to do that, but then makes your customers feel empowered and like they're in control. And then that's streamlining through and, and, you know, to the point where it's it's automation, lights off, hands off until it gets to production by the sound of it. So, but that is, at the forefront of that is customer experience, isn't it? And speeding things up for the customer. But then you mentioned there about uh, SMS and text message communications, and I'm guessing, that is to do with 
either internal notifications or, or external to your customers, is it? Yeah, you get internal, external. It's it's however you want to you know yeah. want to pursue. And, and of course, it's you know like you said, it's the customer's uh, choice, or you know it's to their benefit. If some people don't like to re you know be bothered on their phone, they yeah. don't want an SMS message. Yeah. They prefer the email or whatever. Um, but it, it's a nice, it's a nice feature to be able to offer, you know, yeah. so the, the well, ability to integrate into that and offer yeah. that is, is huge. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and so, yeah, I, I think that's quite apparent that's, I guess, really by, by highlighting that, that is maybe what integration is for Bennett's, it, you know, that it, it's about customer experience. It's, it's all again it's really at the, the forefront that's all it's about is the customers what can you do with technology to make your customers experience better um and that doesn't always mean um you know there's this sense of you lose this personal touch uh with automation it doesn't have to be that way actually it can become more personal in some factors so but it, it's just really getting to know your customer, finding out what works best for them, making them aware of what's available. That, like yeah. we talked about, you know, I, I joke sometimes with people and being in technology, you said earlier, having your ear to the, the ground, knowing what's going on. I, I almost liken it sometimes like the medical field. You got to know it's so change, it's changing daily as to what's going on. So you really have to be involved in what's happening to be able to offer your customers the best there is. Yeah, yeah, definitely kind of keeping close to the pulse and, and, and thinking about what your customers might want. I guess whether that's internal or external. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's that's really interesting. And and you mentioned there as well about, you know, that it, it's not necessarily taking away from that personal touch either, is it? it it's, uh, and, and often, you know, we, when we talk about bionic um, and, and integration, People assume that that's about either putting people out of jobs or, or you know, becoming less personal. But in your experience, that's not the case, then, Anthony. No, not at all. Um, if anything, it it, it helps you um, focus and take these people who are in these positions and make them more specialized. Because because the fact is, I mean, use printing for example, and we could use people talk about prepress. Um, where I'm at currently, you will never, I think, completely automate the pre-press process. There will always be something that has to go through and somebody needs eyes on it. But what you're doing is you're removing the 99% of the jobs that don't have to, to be looked at. So you increase the capacity of what you can do. And also, I, I love, you know, taking and seeing like somebody did for me was look at somebody in the organization and recognize and say, hey, you know, you might be good at this, and then you you can bring up these developers in the industry, which we talked about as we talked earlier is more important than like we uh, said, you know, knowing how to code, knowing how to develop. That's that's huge, but knowing what to develop and how to uh, or, you know is is that much more important. Yeah. So who yeah. better to bring up than your own people? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that does help, and I, I think one of the things we always talk about. Well, I don't think I know one of the things we always talk about is that the importance of people in technology in that you know it needs people to glue that technology together first of all like like you've said you know you need to bring people in to do that and everything and um, but also relationships as well it, it's one thing to to know that other vendor that they can do it but it, to make integration happen i don't know if you find this but quite often it, it's about 
having them relationships with the with the other vendors and, and knowing who to be able to speak to for, for different sure. questions and things like that and, and maintaining them, them relationships. You know, hence why for Tharston, we, we have a, a team of, of people who look after integrations and, and workflow and stuff because it's a specialist area. Yes, they need to know about other technologies, but also we need to have them connections and we need to maintain them connections and to, to, to know who to speak to and, and to, to keep abreast of what, you know, what, what developments have they been doing? Right. Like, and like you, it, it's no different. Uh, Thyrestrian's no different than Bennett, just at a different yeah. perspective. Is You're very close to your product. You know what your product does. So you need and rely on your customers to feed to you what works, what doesn't work, what's what their needs are moving forward. So to be, like you said, have those relationships with your partners to help uh, drive product development in a direction that makes sense is huge. And it's no different for you know our, us and our customers. Yeah. We need to have that communication with our customers, know what they need. You know, yeah. we're, we're very close to printing, but, you know, who we're printing for is completely different. Yeah. Their, their needs are, you know, agnostic to that of, of what, what we're doing. Yeah. So here's a question for you, Anthony, that might put you a bit on the spot, and I apologize for this, but if you were to walk into... You walk into Bennett's and Bennett's hasn't done any integration, whatever. You come in as a with that technology experience. What's the first thing you would do? How would you approach that? And I'm I'm, I'm asking that because I'm trying to think. You know, what what would your advice be to a print business who who perhaps hasn't embarked on this journey yet? That's what I'm I'm trying to trying to get to. I, I look at it again. I, I try to look at the what the needs of the company are first what what is it they're trying to do are you trying to be the best poster printer out there are you a, ma a mail house or your poster yeah. and then try to tailor the technology towards that um yeah the one thing i'm going to probably give something a plug here but that's okay the one thing i have found for me absolutely important and in, in at least in the printing aspect of, is the the middleware aspect of it and and for us we use um, like a lot of prints. We use in Focus Switch. Yeah. Um, that product, I, I probably can't say enough about that product. Mm -hmm. That's a Tharstern thing, but it is, yeah. it is by far what they've done over the last, um, I'd say five or six years with the uh, adding Node to the platform, is really taking what you can do through the roof. And to to bring all that back to the integration side of it, I, I like to approach things too, like. You know, some people do this. I don't believe in, in integration between, let's say, like a, a Tharstern and um, and a Salesforce. Yeah. I know that those there's companies who do that. They they do a yeah. direct integration between two two pieces. I like having the middleware there because you're not. We talked earlier about being able to pivot. You're not necessarily married to any specific uh, provider. So if for whatever reason Salesforce takes a whatever and falls off and I got to pivot to something else, my integrations are all held intact through that hub, which in our case is switch. So I like yeah. to bring everything in. We use the terminology, you know, drop it off at the front door and, and we'll take it. We'll take it from there. We'll distribute it. Strip switch is kind of like this dis distribution tool we use. Yeah. Yeah, no, you are absolutely right about M-Focus Switch. It, it can be a, a game changer, I think. Or And there are similar products to M-Focus Switch, but, you, you know, that do similar things. But that type of middleware tool it can be a game changer to um, 
to, to integrations because it it just helps you to communicate, especially in the absence of APIs as well. Uh, you know, yep. if you have APIs, then great. But if not, then my understanding is it can help you go into the back end direct databases and and do lots of clever things. And that is an example where it can be a blank sheet of paper and what can I do with it. But once you start down that rabbit hole, <laughs> you end up kind of like, you know, one thing leads to another, I think, isn't it, the, the, of the capabilities. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's probably something like Switch that has led you to the, the thought of what about Amazon Alexa? Switch, switch is like, um, like you said, when I if I would walk into a company that and if they didn't have switch, that would probably be the first thing I would recommend to any print company. But okay, we we need to integrate this at least because then that's your gateway to all other integrations, in my opinion. But um, I always liken switch like a toolbox. You know, it, it's mm. it's loaded with tools, and and like any other carpenter, you know, the tools are as only as good as the carpenter using them. So it's very important to get we get back to these developers. You know, you get somebody in there who understands printing, and then also could have a development background, and you turn them loose on Switch. Game changer! It's a game changer. Yeah, definitely. And you know, Mark, when when we engage with print businesses, I would say that it's a fairly common question we ask nowadays, isn't it? So you know, what what's your current systems? What's your accounts package? What's your CRM system? Or do you use a CRM? You know, what's your pre-press solution if you've got one? But you know, right at the forefront as well will be: have you got M Focus Switch, or do you use any elements of that? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, it, it's almost um, it's almost like a stock part of a demonstration now that we would sort of suggest. Well, actually, we need to build this in because Switch will do not only join your your MIS to other products, but it will also do have its own function and feature set. You know, and it, so it handles for us, for me, it handles proofing, proof approvals, those things fantastically well. You might have a pre-press workflow that does that, but actually, Switch will do those processes themselves. And you know, it's it's a like I say, it's almost like an out of the box thing that we do for each demonstration now. Uh, artwork retrieval, proof yeah. writing and, and proof approval are, are the great examples of, of what you can do by taking and focus switch your MIS and customer engagement. But then from there you can go on. There's some huge wins from a from a um, a customer experience perspective with Switch. I mean, if you think about a job being placed online, you know, at midnight, for example, nobody in the office to retrieve it, nobody in the office to to check the artwork. Well, you know, a product like Switch can do it immediately and respond to the customer immediately to say, well, actually, the spec of your job and the the spec of the artwork is, you know, doesn't match. So, you know, there's an issue, there's an, an immediate issue there. And that it's done at the point of receipt, you know, so, so things like that just aid that customer experience fantastically. Yeah, that whole, um, the, the workflow I spoke of earlier with Arson, that is all done through Switch. So we're actually utilizing Switch to take in that JDF we spoke of. I wrote, um, I know we I talked about it at the last Arson event, uh, an app, for that integrates Starstern into Switch. And I utilize some of the API functionality. I didn't write it so it does everything, but it just to what fit us. Um, but we're taking that into Switch and then also using Switch to drive the Crystal Report to create the, the PDF job ticket and send it out. So yeah, it's a very important tool as far as if, from a print service provider. If, if you don't have Switch, you you should be looking at it. Um, yeah, 
that again to get back to that that question is what's the first thing that that would definitely be the first thing yeah. is so i think yeah i think the things i picked up on there anthony in your advice is one make customer experience at the center of it two look at what your requirements are as a business you know what is it you're trying to achieve but then three get something like and focus switch that can help you kind of simplify that that process of gluing it together absolutely absolutely and like i said the you know, the whole imagination side of it you're limited by imagination but again to get back to the, very important to have that relationship with the customer because they're gonna you know, I could think of so many things. You could think of so many things, but until you get in front of that customer, it's like, hey, can we got an idea? Can you do this? That's that's when it really becomes uh, personal and fun. You know, you get to deliver that experience to them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think you know, there's lots more things we could talk down, but um, I'm conscious of of time for everybody. Um, and so um. I think that's a really good point for us to kind of wrap things up there, there Anthony. Some great advice for people thinking about who who maybe already are in on integration projects or thinking of embarking on it and the benefits that you, you can get there. And I'm really looking forward to hearing when your Amazon Alexa app integration goes live. That is going to be something to, to look forward to, to seeing. Um, but yeah, so um, it, it, and people do want to hear more about integration as well. We did actually do another episode, which we'll put in the, the show notes. It was an introduction of print integration from industry experts with Dan McLaughlin and John Murphy, who are workpoint integration specialists at Carson. So there's some good pointers in there that I'd, I'd suggest people take a listen to. So I think that combined with this, you've got it, you've got it sussed then. So yeah, Mark, thank you very much for joining us today. Oh, it's great to um, be here. Thank you. No worries. And uh, Anthony, really appreciate your time and, and for sharing some of your experiences there. It's been very valuable. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, we'll put contact details in the show notes. If anyone wants to reach out uh, to, to any of us, then, then please do so. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the show. And if you have, then, you know, please do remember to like and comment and, and, and share. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much and look forward to uh, speaking again soon. You've been listening to the Inkspire podcast from Tharstern. If you have any questions about today's show or you're interested in being a guest, head over to our website and let us know. And don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Until then, thanks for listening.